0: Jim Corker, you're a Jesuit theologian based in Rome, but back here in Ireland for a couple of days. And just catching up with you regarding Father Arupe and the news from Father General that his case for canonisation will be put forward.
1: Yeah, I welcome that. He was the General of the Society of Jesus when I joined. I was there when the intervention of Pope John Paul II occurred and he placed Father Detze in charge of the Society of Jesus for two years after Father Arupe's stroke. It
0: was a painful time, wasn't
1: it? Well, I marvel at two things. Th- that it happened. I still can't feel it was necessary. But also mar- I marvel at how Jesuits basically didn't didn't behave cheaply in the face of that. Waited, hoped, and um, longed for another congregation and another general. The return to normal government. Just um,
0: explain what that was for people. Uh,
1: well, now it's a good... It's 1981.
0: And basically, Pope John Paul, instead of allowing the Jesuits because there were complaints around the whole liberation theology area, maybe they were becoming too liberal, that he instead of allowing the Jesuits to get elect their own father general he appointed somebody isn't that right
1: he did uh, for a period of time now the occasion of it was as far as i remember that father Rupi had a stroke so he was still alive and you know to some extent able to be present to things but clearly he couldn't exercise his office anymore and there's a normal procedure for um somebody to act as vicar pro tem or something like that i don't know the canon kind of law mm-hmm. at all now. But anyway, he intervened in that procedure. That might have been, I think, Father Vincent O'Keefe from New York, but he didn't then get confirmed in that position. And uh, Father Detza, Father Detza had been a professor of metaphysics, taught at the Gregorian. They say he was confessor to popes, a very influential and upright Jesuit. He was very old and pretty blind at the time but he could give a three quarters of an hour discourse without notes in perfectly cogent argument so he was asked so he had to do it and um, within two years he had brought about the circumstances whereby the way was cleared for the Jesuits to have a general congregation and to elect a new general which they did Father Calvinbach. Um, now the kind of information reports that Pope John Paul was receiving wouldn't have been favourable to us we've had our enemies in history And, uh, you know, that continues. I think Jesus had his enemies, too. I think if you are a Christian and nobody ever opposes anything you say or do, well, then you must wonder if you're maybe a bit too mild a Christian. Like Pope Francis, that everybody loves to get at. Well, it seems to me that might be because he's trying to preach the gospel.
0: And Father Rupi certainly did that.
1: Oh, yes. And suffered enormously at that time. Enormously. And um, you know, you've seen the famous prayer and then after he became so, he said, now more than ever, I'm in the hands of God. And he says that that's what he wanted take and receive my liberty, my memory, everything, Oh no, he was a very holy man. You can associate holiness with great simplicity and a lack of worldly wisdom and a lack of being shrewd and all that. No superior general of the society of Jesus is going to lack those things. But to be holy and to keep God first and to have those characteristics also of being able to run a religious order, for example, but be much much misunderstood, as I believe he was. And I think that Pope Francis, in his involvement in this case coming forward, I don't want to talk in a vengeful way or anything, that, but it's one way of vindicating Father Arupes' contribution to the life of the Church and the Society of Jesus at that time. And I'm happy about that. He's buried in the Church of the Jesu which is right beside the house that I live in.
0: And what do you think was Father Rupes abiding contribution?
1: The first word that comes to my mind is freedom. It's a strange word in a way because we get accused Jesuits that we're too free and so on. But the problem is that God made human beings such that he doesn't want to do things without our involvement. So when we do things like discernment to try and find out what is the right thing to do, often between a bunch of good options in certain situations, what that presupposes is a radical taking seriously on God's part of our freedom and our choosing. And Ruppé freed the society from being encrusted in procedures and rules that might have been stultifying, of creativity, for example. And he trusted in people. He, he liberated freedom in a strange way for the commitment to justice that you saw in GC32. And he was prayerful. His notion of freedom was well-allied to his notion that we are creatures created in relationship with God and our freedom reaches its full expression, fullest expression when it is in tandem what we find God calling us to. He gave hope wherever he went. He, I met him once here in Milton, and I think shortly before he got that stroke, I was a bit in awe. A winning personality too, but something simple at the core.
0: A good saint. Oh definitely.
1: I'll be blunt. We're having some very good saints at the moment. I like the Archbishop Romero very much, and I think for a long time he was eclipsed and I think he's now a saint. I'm very happy about the process with uh, Father Rupe. And I'm happy also that Paul the Sixth is a saint. Paul the Sixth is a Pope remembered for Humane Vitae, and people say, Well he got that wrong, but he got loads of things right. He implemented the Council, pushed things forward. Okay, he sought consensus and sometimes radical edges got knocked off. I think of Evangelii Nunciandi, exhortation in 1975 on evangelization. It's one of the best documents that ever came out uh, on evangelization and it's still much referenced. By Pope Francis, so I'm not just saying, uh, you know, when Archbishop Romero was a champion of the poor, I'm happy to see him a saint. You can say the same thing about Arupe. I say the same thing about Paul the Sixth. We need different kinds of saints in the church. John and- Henry Newman? Yes, an intellectual, but much more because he knew how to wed faith and heart. He he knew how the thing really worked. And I want to mention also the men and women saints who are not religious and priests. I think that um, they often don't have religious orders and groups behind them to further their case as much. But there have been more in recent times and there will be more. And I think uh, this is right too. If the church is the church that is all of us, then the saints are the saints that are all of us. And I knew many saints who never received holy orders or the veil or whatever you want.